Hey everyone, welcome to episode 8 of 15 with Stephanie, Yvette, and Randy. Andy and Jeff are gone this week. Well, they're here, but they're not here here. And uh, this is your weekly midweek break to reconnect with Florida Hospital Church family and the topics being discussed. As always, we take a look back at the previous week's message, and we'll take a look at what's coming up next week as well before we're all finished. As I already mentioned, I'm joined by Yvette and Stephanie in the studio today who brought us a fantastic message this past Sabbath. And so uh, welcome to you both for taking the time to be here. Thank you for having us. Excellent. But before we begin, as always, don't forget to check out last week's episode called Not Yet Quite Finally Finished, A Mouthful by Bill Largo, and where we essentially confirm that God isn't done with us yet. Can I get an amen? Amen. Excellent. Find all of our episodes on Spreaker on the web by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast or... Obviously, the mobile apps for both Apple and Android. Also, iTunes. So subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. Always on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And what did you say there was also? Pigeon us. Can you, <laughs> yeah. you, you can pigeon us yeah. if that works. Or as previously mentioned, also smoke signals. Whatever you have at your disposal. Instagram and Twitter is at FloridaHC. Facebook.com slash Hospital Church. And... If you have anything to add to the conversation, it's podcast at hospitalchurch.org if you still send emails outside of your job requiring you to do so. So, this week, we join week two of our series, Unfinished, Already in Progress, and this week's message title was Spectator Sport. Mm -hmm. So, you guys... What was the inspiration or what brought you to, I mean, you knew what the kind of the outline was unfinished. What brought you to your message? Specifically the text or the message? Yes. Both. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, the text was sent to us in an email, but we selected it, (laughs) but we selected it from, from several, I think because, uh, we resonate with this idea of races because Mm -hmm. we're very bad at them. And, um, but mostly we resonated with the idea of needing, um, feedback in your journey, um, people to give you feedback. I, um, am an English teacher, so I writing depends upon feedback and Yvette is a counselor. Yeah. And so our work revolves around feedback. And so we recognize the importance of that in our faith journey as well. And then I think for me, um, I, I, I have always liked this text. Um, both Stephanie and I have talked about this text and used it in different ways when we worked together. Um, but there is something, I, and this is so strange and Stephanie knows this and sometimes she laughs at me, but when I actually run a race, there is something that is very moving about it for me. I mean, literally moving, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, metaphorically as well, there, you just see the people cheering and to hear them and to, to be surrounded, um, by all these people. And it, it, I don't know, it's such a positive feeling. And I, I'm reminded, I think it's Paul, right. Who says, you know, I've run the good race. I have fought the good fight. And so there's just something very uh, emotional about the whole thing for me. I also am really moved anytime people show up for yeah. each other. Um, so, I mean, anytime I see a movie where someone is about to face something difficult yeah, too, and too. a whole crowd of people show up to support them, or um, like we talked about this last week here in Orlando, when people have shown up for mm-hmm. each other over the last few weeks, I'm just so moved by people exhibiting the ministry of presence, yeah. being present for each other um, is just such a moving thing to me. So that text resonates with that yeah. idea. So for those who may have missed the message so far, we're going to encourage you to go to the the, uh, the website and you can watch it 
you can listen to it, um, hospitalchurch.org. And you can go, uh, it's all new website, by the way, actually. No, it looks it's very really clean, nice. very it's nice. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it is very beautiful. And, you know, you can see these two in high definition oh, and watch them bring the word. So, uh, but if anyone missed it, what verse are we talking about? Oh, Hebrews 12, uh, verses 1 to, to 2, mm-hmm. um, where it talks about the cloud of witnesses. So with such a great cloud of witnesses, um, let us run the race with perseverance. Um, and that's referring to Hebrews 11, which is kind of a list of the greats in the Bible, the people who have acted on faith, who might not appear great at first, but God calls them <laughs> uh, great witnesses of faith. But we were just suggesting that we have our own clouds, too, of witnesses that are contemporary and that are engaged in our faith walk. And that just made me think of one of the things I'd written down as I watched the message was, you know, you just mentioned the greats that don't always maybe seem great in their journey. In the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Or in the horrible moments of their lives. (laughs) I mean, David comes to mind, you know, off the top of my head. Yeah, it's a good one. Right. But I think sometimes we forget that we can be great. And we just need sometimes a little push or just someone saying, hey, I think you're pretty awesome. Or, you know, like you guys, this message last week was fantastic. You guys are both great. I mean, and that's, that's true. And I I believe that, but I mean, well, praise God, God is good. (laughs) Well, not to say that we're not taking the, we're not great by ourselves, but where we get our, where we get that greatness from. But, um, I had to laugh about that though, when I thought about it, because how many of us just, you know, they, you mentioned the started off with the Olympian. Mm Mm-hmm. Who was, you know, 54 months, uh, 54 years, years, eight months, six days, eight hours, 32 yeah. minutes, 20.3 seconds. And I think sometimes the greatness gets lost on ourselves yeah. and puts us in that funk when you talk about the middle. So talk about the middle and where, what do we do with that? When we get in that kind of that funk of the middle where the, the crowds are no longer there, right. we forgot we're great and we're supposed to remember like who made us great, but that can be really difficult. <laughs> No, I think the middle is really hard because we we watch everyone cross the finish line in a real race. We watch everyone cross the finish line and we look at their numbers and we think they're amazing, but we're not actually remembering all the work that it took to get up there or the long stretches of time that they were alone uh, or felt alone when they were when they were running. And so I think that's where um, God and friendships, all of those things help make that middle more um, passable, if that makes sense. Um but it can be very lonely. Yeah, I think um, it's ironic because comparison is the thing that's harmful. Like if you look at that Olympic athlete, you feel like, womp, womp. Um, at the same time, being alone is harmful too. Right. You know, when you're just running by yourself and you're stuck with your own thoughts. So um, I think that's why it's important to recognize that the middle is a thing mm-hmm. and to cultivate people um, and experiences that you can look back on. That's where we were talking about Ebenezer Ebenezer's, moments this yeah. last weekend about this idea of being able to deliberately set a, you know, set up reminders of these moments when things do go well, or when you do connect with others for the purpose of, um, remembering them in the middle. Yvette calls us putting chips in the bank. Yeah. Um, I don't know if like you want to talk about that. Um, what did you mean exactly by this? <laughs> I do call oh. it that, but what do you mean? Sometimes I, I wish this was a video yeah. podcast because yeah. that was a perfect I don't. What exactly I don't. do you mean? <laughs> no, this idea of putting putting away these kind of moments of faith. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, I, you know, I, I think this is where Stephanie is going. This was shared to me by my father, and I've never forgotten it, but um, with David and Goliath, I also call them lion, lions and bears. And um, 
we kind of use our past, the things that God has brought us through in the past to give us encouragement and motivation for the giants that we face in the future or the present. So using David, um, you know, he fought the lion and he fought the bear. And when Saul was saying, you can't fight this giant, you've never done it. He said, well, same God that brought me through that uh, fight with the lion and the bear will bring me through this giant. And I think if we can take the time to cultivate and recognize what our own lions and bears are, it helps us when we defeat or face the giant that we're currently standing in front of. And so, so sometimes I, you know, I, I like a lot of metaphors, but yeah, so sometimes I call it chips in the bank, but um, every success that I have gone through with God, I stock it away in my head like a like a little book chapter, and I think that's a lion or a bear. And um, the more of these I can accumulate, the more strength that gives me for what I'm facing now. Yeah, you can make a withdrawal on yeah. those yeah. on those accumulated moments later. Well, and just as a side note, this is a kind of a squirrel moment, uh, <laughs> Danny Hernandez. If you were here right now, you'd you'd laugh at me, but. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, have you read the oh, yeah. book about uh, David and Goliath and the yes. underdog? Yes. Mm -hmm. And if anyone, I mean, if you're feeling like maybe this is where you're at in your life right now, that's an excellent book. I would completely suggest going mm -hmm. and picking up a copy. It will change the way you think about what the underdog is and maybe where you are in the middle of yeah. an underdog life, maybe yeah, or I, a season. I love that reference because mm -hmm. that that reorganized for me the way I think about Goliath. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Just in terms of you can look at something and think, oh, this is an insult surmountable obstacle. And I think if I remember correctly, that Gladwell sort of reorganizes mm -hmm. maybe Goliath's strengths and weaknesses in ways that I of, never... A lot of weaknesses right. that we would have right. not thought of. Exactly. Right. And um, so, yeah, there's that remembering too, that the things that look insurmountable, if you can look at them in a different way. Um, this is why I love the fact that God is a creator, creator God first, because I think um, making it through the middle sometimes requires creativity, yes. um, a way of reframing or looking at the world um, in unexpected ways or mm -hmm. being open to seeing those those weaknesses that we didn't see before. Um, right. So that's, I think creativity is also important in the middle, finding a way to see things differently. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I like the way he, or like you said, I like the word you use, reorganized. Also how you thought about David and that, you know, the sling, while you might be David or we might look at David and go, he had a sling and this mm -hmm. guy's got armor. He's got the weaponry. He's obviously just a physical presence. And yet, you know, he compared that, that ballistically, that's like a 45 caliber yeah. handgun mm -hmm. used at, expertly, mm -hmm. obviously. But sometimes I don't think we look at our Bible and go, you know what? I've read that before. You know, if I have mm. to read this story one more time, I'm not getting anything different out of it. And when mm. you're in the middle, you're kind of in the Job syndrome. Yeah. You know, you're in the middle and you're getting bad advice from all sides and you're you're sitting there going, okay, this really stinks mm -hmm. to think that maybe what you have could be used differently and maybe it's stronger than you actually yeah, think. Yeah. Or maybe you're stronger than you actually think. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I me really too. love that. Um, something that... Maybe Yvette will know what I mean this time around. <laughs> Let's hope. In addition no. to chips in the bank, which she didn't remember. <laughs> I did remember it. No, uh, Yvette was the first person to make me aware of what I think is a counseling term called reframing, yeah. which I really love. Would you mind talking about that? <laughs> Thank you for the clear question. Yeah. I think, um, I think yeah, no, reframing is, is exactly what you said, essentially. It's what um, Gladwell was doing with Goliath, you know, looking at a situation and literally reframing it, looking at it from a different angle, um, you know, sometimes with a with a picture uh, that we hang on the wall 
if we put a new frame on it, it brings out certain aspects of a picture that we may didn't notice before. And so we can do that psychologically as well. And, and having another person to help you do that is very, very helpful. So going back to the running analogy that was yes. present, and I had to laugh when you guys were like, we'd never been to Claremont. And I know, I'm like, one of the shameful, fir- really. Oh, one of the first places it's we beautiful. visited it's when we beautiful. moved to Florida in 2000. One, mm-hmm. our car broke down, and the cheapest place to get it fixed was in Claremont. We were living in Longwood at the time. Oh, oh my word! Wow. Right, right. But what we saved—I mean, it was kind of worth it. But there's a long story that goes with it. I'll share sometime. Um, and so immediately, the picture of with like, where are all these hills coming from in Florida? Because <laughs> exactly. everywhere I've been is like so flat. And so when you said you like you're gonna do this fun run, I'm like. That would not be fun. <laughs> no. If you're an Olympic athlete, it's fun. But for the right. rest of us, it is But not. for the rest no. of us weekend Mm-mm. runners, like, you know, and they're just trying to keep it together. But, you know, I've, it made me think of the same in, in kind of speaking in the middle. I had shared earlier before we started that, you know, my first half marathon yeah. was last December, the OUC half. Congratulations. And yeah, that's awesome. And like eight miles in, I'm like five miles in, I can feel my foot starting to hurt. And yeah. it had been kind of been sore. I'd kind of tapered everything down at the end of my training. And I'm like, not now. All right, race day. I'm like feeling good. It's cool out. It's morning. We're, 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 I mean, great pace. We're loving things. And all of a sudden, mile six, mile seven, mile mm-hmm. eight, I'm sitting on the side of the road, basically using bad language in my head. I'm <laughs> mad. I'm hurt. My foot hurts. And like you hobble the last five and you're so disappointed. Like those five miles seem to take forever. And maybe that's my first half. So I don't know. But maybe that's normal that it takes the last ones take like feel that much longer. But in the middle, it really made me think of, what makes a great spectator or exceptional cloud person like you were talking about, a spectator? I know my girls were there at like mile uh, nine That's and, nice. and yeah. you know, they had the signs out. Mm-hmm. They surprised me along the road and that, that like helped me get over the hump, even though it was like so painful. Yeah. And then of course you turn the last corner and you can see the finish line. All of a oh, sudden your, motivating. Pace, yeah. like, your pace is <laughs> up and all that. But what makes a good or exceptional person to be that spectator or that cheerer on earth. That's not a word, but that's what it is, it is now. now. It is yeah. now, right. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to put my stamp on that. Um, and how do we do that? And even through the contextualization of what our church family, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to find that even in our own church family. So how do we do that? What does that look like when you were putting together this message? What does that look like? I think, um, you know, I think it's going to be different for everyone. I think if we were to just... For each of us to answer that question, if we look at our own lives to see what has made a difference in our lives, and I know for me, especially in you know, I'm back in school, getting random texts or emails from people just saying, just was thinking about you and I'm saying a prayer and I'm yeah. encouraging you. That means a lot to me that I was even thought of, that I was even on their mind. So I think it's different for everyone, but coming out of yourself enough to just send a note or a word of encouragement or give a hug to someone else can be really nice because you don't know what you're impacting. Yeah, I think also um, a really good witness. Um, Sometimes there are people that don't know you at all and they just step in and have a moment that's encouraging. But if you're someone who um, is in a kind of long-term friendship with someone, I think taking the time to find out what's encouraging to Mm -hmm. them is really useful too. Um, Sometimes we give encouragement in the same way that we like to receive it. And that's not actually the thing that's most (laughs) encouraging or helpful to the other person. (laughs) So um, we have to invest ourselves. I know it's a huge pain, but um, I mean, I think even asking people and asking them maybe before the crisis moment, you know, what, what is encouraging to you? What's the most encouraging thing to you? And then you can be that.
that. Yeah, instead of a love language, what's your encouraging language? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> your cloud language, your I cloud guess. Language. <laughs> okay, Florida Hospital Church family, that is a new one. We need to know what your cloud language yeah. is. <laughs> I like it. Well, but you know what? It's so true that even people like I, I know you at just a, at a distance. We've we've been together in some productions and, and yes. over the years. So it's like I recognize your face mm-hmm. and feel like I at least know you who at least know who you are, Sure, which is more than maybe a lot of other people that I might go to church or just interact with sure. on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And I got hooked into doing a Sabbath school class a couple, what was that? Probably two months ago. Yes. And I'm like, and I was out of the the quarterly and I'm like, oh, they still print those. I mean, that's <laughs> still a thing. I mean, it's been like 20 years. And since I've even taught a class or anything like that, I'm thinking, why did I say yes? I mean, Saturday morning, I'm just totally like in total regret mode. And then in walk Stephanie and I'm like, Hey, it's somebody I know. And and I'm like, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe if I say something and she smiles, I'll be like, cause I kind of trust her. I'm like, she's kind of creative and stuff. So I'm like, maybe if I get a smile, then I'm like, I'm on the right path. And like right, really early on, I think you raised your hand, you had a comment and I'm like, all right, we're good. This That's is, awesome. this is good. You we're did golden. very well. You did really well. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that even, a blessing. even the little things like yeah. that, but how do we, I mean, we've been talking, you know, recently about changing culture in our church. And I think this is huge because I think so many people can check in and check out of our lives, church or otherwise. And I think that's a huge thing. So I really, I really appreciated the message that you guys brought and just making us aware of where we are and what, how we can impact people's lives. I think that's so super duper important. Super duper important. Yeah, no, it is super duper. duper. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I looked at you both and super duper is what came out. So that must be, it must have been. Thank a, you. It, right. I'm going to own it. That's Great. it. We're going to own super duper this week. So uh, as we wrap this up, we're running out of time quickly. Uh, the FHC takeaways. You will find those uh, when you leave the auditorium on Sabbath, and you can find them if you're on Twitter and you follow us at Florida HC. You'll find those throughout the day on Sabbath after the sermon. Number six was one that I just want to leave you guys with. Um, and the, speaking of Hebrews 12:1, it says this text encourages us to run with endurance. What does this mean in your day-to-day life? What does endurance look like in your own faith journey? How do we stay motivated when the race is unfinished and we do not know how far we have yet to run? Something I would hope that over the next couple of days, if you have a chance to kind of let that one sink in and um, that you would go ahead and can be short answer, can be one word, can be, uh, you know, send us the manifesto if you must. <laughs> uh, podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And we would love to hear from you. And we will uh, discuss next week if you have a chance to send us something. So next week, as we uh, we'll continue on with Unfinished, and I have it on good authority that next week's speaker is Donna Bursky. I don't know for sure what that is about. I've only recently met Donna, um, so I don't know her, but I have a feeling it's going to be very good from what I've heard. And I believe that it's on the journey, not the destination, I believe is the topic, but don't take that for like, you know, gospel or anything, because I don't really know, but that's where we're going next week. So guys, thanks again for your message and for your willingness to be a part of the hospital church and bring that message and for being available today to come and do the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week with episode nine and maybe Donna Bursky, or it could be Andy and Jeff back in the studio. (laughs) Tune in next week to find out. We'll see you then.